1963, the first seagull flew to space with dreams of touching the stars and sailing through galaxies not yet discovered. She longed to sail the silent waves of dark astral oceans and look upon the world from her cosmic perch. And as she studied the vastness before her, she realized she was not alone among the heavens, for she carried with her the hopes and aspirations of millions of her kind, others who longed to spread their wings and travel the celestial seas, undaunted by the whims of man. After 48 orbits around the blue and white ball below her, she emerged from the sky, ablaze and triumphant, leaving behind a trail of light that ignited the dreams of those who would follow her path. But 20 years would pass before the next generation of she-gulls would flock to the heavens, breaking the bonds of earth. Inspired by her courage and ever thankful for her fierce determination, they would soar higher and farther than she could ever imagine. Hello and welcome back to the Aquitaine Project, a podcast where we learn from yesterday how we can shine today and create a brighter tomorrow. I'm Marlo Mead, your host, guide, and fellow traveler on a journey where together we draw upon the life lessons and wisdom of women past and present, women I affectionately call my brightlighters. Each episode, I'll introduce to you a woman whose story has the power to inspire each of us to become Brightlighters in our own right. For me, these women transcend time, teaching us lessons we can use in our own lives each and every day. Shining their light from different centuries, cultures, and corners of the earth, they light the way, making it possible for us to create our own light and shine it forward. So. If you're ready to step into the light of some pretty remarkable women and learn a little, grow a little, laugh a little, and shine a lot, you are in the right place. She fell to earth to reach the stars. Sounds a bit cryptic, I know. But in the case of this episode's bright lighter, it was an actual fact. Valentina Tereshkova, a factory worker from a small Russian town, loved parachute jumping, her country, and the idea of one day traveling to space. Not necessarily in that order. She had no idea pursuing her three loves would place her on the world stage during a time when women around the world struggled with claiming their rightful places in male-dominated societies and would lead her on a journey beyond her wildest dreams. Her brave spirit and willingness to blaze a trail to the stars opened a door, if only for a brief moment, 
for female space travel. From a hobby parachutist to the first woman to orbit the Earth, Valentina Tereshkova inspired women from around the world to follow her into space. Women who would eventually walk through that closed door, then blow it off its hinges, leaving it open for all those who would come next. Valentina Vladimirovna Tereshkova, known as Valia to many, was born on March 6, 1937, in a village near the Volga River, about 170 miles northeast of Moscow. Her father was killed during World War II, leaving Valentina's mother to raise three children on her own. To help support her family, Valentina left school at 16 and joined her mother working at a textile factory, but continued her education through correspondence courses. Like many teens in Russia during the time, Valentina joined the Young Communist League, ultimately advancing to the Communist Party. While working at the factory, she joined, of all things, a skydiving club, and by the time she was 18, she was considered an expert parachutist with 150 jumps under her belt. Little did she know, these two seemingly unrelated parts of her young life, the Communist Party and skydiving, would lay the foundation of her future. On April 12, 1961, 24-year-old Valentina, along with the rest of the world, watched as cosmonaut Yuri Gagarin became the first man, well, the first human actually, to orbit the Earth. His amazing feat fueled Valentina's dreams of going into space, and she was determined to do everything within her power to achieve that dream. So she began writing to the Soviet space program volunteering for the cosmonaut space team. She wasn't a scientist or a pilot. She wasn't a member of the military. She had no education in physics, astroscience, or rocket science. What she did have to her advantage, believe it or not, was the fact that she was a woman, her parachuting experience, and great timing. Now, keeping in mind, in the 1960s, there was a space race between the Soviet Union and the United States. The idea to send a woman into space came to the Soviet leadership after the successful flight of Gagarin, and because they got wind that the U.S. was training female pilots to become astronauts. Although there was no such official NASA program to recruit female astronauts, the Soviets were determined to prove their superiority over the Americans. This political and national sentiment was expressed by the head of the Soviet space program, who wrote, We cannot allow the first woman in space will be American. This would be an insult to the patriotic feelings of Soviet women. Oh, <laughs> really? So, let's be clear, the Soviets' plan to launch a woman into space was not about equality or the advancement of women. Soviet women would fly to space to demonstrate the superiority of the Soviet space program and, by extension, its socialist government over the capitalist United States. In 1961, recruitment efforts began to search for suitable female candidates. The ideal female cosmonaut was younger than 30, shorter than 5 feet 5 inches, and no heavier than 154 pounds. A degree was a plus, but still optional. Much more attention was paid to the specific skills needed to perform her duties. Public perception was also a consideration. Those selected had to be loyal members of the Communist Party. But finding ideal candidates was tricky. Because of the small pool of qualified candidates, Soviet leadership decided to look for female cosmonauts at local skydiving clubs, which had grown across the nation since the 1930s. 
Valentina checked all the boxes. As an accomplished parachutist, she was well-equipped to handle one of the most challenging procedures of spaceflight during the time, the mandatory ejection from the capsule at about 20,000 feet or 3.7 miles above the Earth during re-entry. She met all the physical requirements and had been a member of the party since her teens. In 1962, she was selected along with three other women parachutists and a female pilot. This first all-female space team was sent to Star City, the Soviet Cosmonaut Training Center, where they would begin intensive mental and physical testing and training along with their male counterparts. Now, as you can imagine, a group of women showing up for cosmonaut training didn't set well with the guys at first. The stars, like most things in the universe, belong to the realm of men. Eventually, the teams bonded and the men helped the women with technical problem-solving and how to hide injuries during training. While publicly, Valentina and her team were presented as the Soviet's commitment to gender equality, privately, traditional patriarchal and sexist views about women's physical and intellectual inferiority still held strong, especially among the political and scientific elite. And not just in Russia. In the United States, NASA and the U.S. Air Force were not impressed with the idea of putting women in space and compared Valentina Tereshkova to the chimps Americans had already sent into orbit. Wow, this sentiment speaks volumes, doesn't it? Despite Russia's plans to launch the first woman into space, it was pretty clear in the 1960s that the professional paths of women in space did not extend to the stars. Overcoming the obstacles before them, the female cosmonauts finished their 18-month training. Of the five women in the program, only one of them would make it into space. In 1963, Valentina emerged as the favorite to pilot the Russian spacecraft Vostok 6. She was outgoing, which made her well-suited to handle worldwide publicity, a loyal communist from a working-class family, which upheld the party's egalitarian philosophy, and the icing on the cake. She worked in the textile industry, which played a key role in the government's domestic policies. For Soviet leader Nikita Khrushchev, she was Yuri Gagarin in a skirt, the ideal Soviet woman. On June 16, 1963, under the call sign Chaika, meaning seagull, 26-year-old Valentina Tereshkova made history, becoming the first woman in space. During her three-day solo mission, she circled the Earth 48 times and set a new record completing the most orbits in the shortest amount of time. To this day, she holds the distinction of being the only woman on a solo spaceflight. Despite news reports of a flawless mission, which it was not, Valentina encountered technical difficulties that almost turned the flight into tragedy, a fact that was classified for almost 40 years according to later reports. An error in the spacecraft's automatic navigation software caused the ship to move away from Earth instead of toward it. This miscalculation could have left her floating in space, leading to her ultimate death. Valentina noticed the issue and Soviet scientists quickly developed a new landing algorithm, but she would have to manually get the spacecraft in position for the new process to work. Okay, funny observation here. Do we have Ada Lovelace, the first computer programmer from the 19th century, to thank for saving Valentina Tereshkova's life in space? One bright lighter reaching out from the past to save another bright lighter in the future? How perfect is that?
Valentina made it safely back to Earth on June 20th, parachuting from the space capsule almost four miles above the planet's surface. She had spent three days circling the Earth in a small spherical capsule. By the time she returned, she had spent more hours in space than all the American astronauts combined. She landed in the Altai region near today's Kazakhstan, Mongolian China border. Villagers helped her out of her spacesuit and asked her to join them for dinner. She accepted, which was absolutely against protocol. She was later reprimanded for violating the rules and not undergoing medical tests first. Once back in Russia, Valentina was celebrated as a national hero and received numerous awards, including the Order of Lenin and the Gold Star Medal. She became a spokesperson for the Soviet Union and a role model for girls with dreams of going into space. News items and feature stories openly encouraged Russian girls to strive for the highest levels of achievement in science and technology, loudly affirming that in the USSR, there were no limits on female aspiration. But as Soviet leaders publicly touted her accomplishments, they continued to debate in private whether women should be astronauts. As a result of entrenched sexist views and the determination that it was too dangerous for women to travel to space, and despite Valentina's protestations to the Central Communist Party, she never flew to space again. Neither did the other members of her team. Valentina is quoted as saying, On Earth, men and women are taking the same risks. Why shouldn't we be taking the same risks in space? I wholeheartedly agree, Valentina. Ironically, after being declared the face of Russian superiority and the Soviet Union's pride and joy, it would be 20 years before the Russians launched another woman into space. After her momentous flight, Valentina got married, had a child, and became a test pilot and an instructor. She earned a doctorate degree in technical sciences. Her fame eventually led her to become a well-known representative of the Soviet Union and a spokeswoman at national and international conferences on women's issues. She dedicated much of her life to international affairs and humanitarian work before becoming elected to the Russian State Duma, the lower house of the Federal Assembly, where she still serves today. More importantly, she became a universal role model for many women and girls. After her flight, she received thousands of letters and telegrams from women within Russia and around the world, expressing the impact she had on their lives. For example, in New Delhi, Valentina became a feminist standard bearer, bringing a message of hope for enslaved Indian womanhood. In the United States, women, especially those who worked diligently to open the way for American women to travel to space, admired her accomplishments and were even more inspired to break down the barriers for women in space exploration. In her home country, women of all ages were thrilled that one of their own had conquered the cosmos. Her unparalleled achievement, as an 80-year-old admirer wrote, uplifts women not only in our great socialist land, but also across the globe. You are our pride and our glory. To Russia, she is a national hero. To the world, she is honored as being the first woman in space. But to thousands of girls and women around the planet, she became the inspiration that fuels their dreams of reaching their goals no matter where those dreams may lead. I, for one, believe we all need inspirational influences in our lives. 
People who have accomplished things that set our imagination soaring or inspire us to emulate their deeds and actions, pushing us towards our own dreams and goals. People who fill us with enthusiasm and hope and make us want to do more with our own lives. Remember Zara Rutherford from Season 1, the youngest woman to fly solo around the world? She actually has a picture of Valentina on her bedroom wall. Valentina, along with other remarkable women of flight, inspired Zara to achieve her own amazing feats. There's that Aquitaine project serendipity again. One bright lighter inspiring another. And while finding others who inspire us is a beautiful thing, becoming someone else's inspiration is even more beautiful. Each of the women I share with you on this podcast inspire me in some way to be a better woman, mom, wife, friend, soul sister, business owner, and human being. Be they historical figures or women of today, they embolden me to stretch beyond my imaginary limits and find my own path to the stars. They also inspire within me the desire to inspire and embolden others. This, sisters, is what the Aquitaine Project is all about. Knowing how to be inspiring to others can unlock the potential for major personal and professional growth. When one person inspires another, the gift of self-improvement has a ripple effect and impacts everyone around us for the better. But what does it take to be an inspirational person in our personal lives or in our careers? According to BetterUp.com, a pretty cool blog I came across, here are 10 different ways anyone can inspire others. Build up those around you. Be enthusiastic. Have integrity. Be empathetic. Maintain a positive outlook. Practice gratitude. Stand your ground. Set clear goals and strive to achieve them. Have passion and challenge others to succeed. All of these are great examples and can certainly have an inspirational impact. So here are my top three of the list, as well as one of my own personal favorites. One, build up those around you. I absolutely believe in this. A little compliment can go a long, long way. Giving people some well-timed positive reinforcement and recognition can have a tremendous impact. It can make people feel better about themselves and boost their confidence and self-esteem. Sometimes people feel pretty bogged down by stress or anxiety because they don't believe in themselves. But when someone else takes the time to acknowledge and notice their worth, it can change the way they perceive themselves and the world. Number two, practice gratitude. Gratitude is such a powerful catalyst for positive change. When times are tough, it can be difficult to fully appreciate everything we have in our lives. This is where gratitude comes in. It acts as a reminder for ourselves and those around us to remember the things that serve us, nourish us, and support us. When we practice gratitude, it becomes easier for others to follow our lead. Number three, have passion and be enthusiastic. These feel like they fit together to me. There's something extremely compelling about a person fueled by their passions. Passion can propel our plans into action. It pushes us forward into unknown territories with energy and zeal. People with a passion and hunger for success can serve as powerful examples. Being enthusiastic is also a super powerful motivator. 
It empowers us to pursue our dreams and goals with high energy and confidence. Enthusiasm can also be super contagious. Number four, which is actually my number one, be the example. The most important rule of inspiring others is to set a great example. People often do what you do, not what you say. Here's a quote I really like by Germany Kent, a journalist, former beauty queen, businesswoman, and philanthropist. Pretty inspiring person in her own right. Reach out and help others. If you have the power to make someone happy, do it. Be a vessel. Be the change. Be the difference. Or be the inspiration. Shine your light as an example. The world needs more of that. I absolutely agree, Germany. Being an inspiration in our professional lives can be just as impactful. Here are a few actions we can cultivate to work at to inspire our employees, teams, and coworkers. Believe in your company vision. Believing in your vision can invite others to adopt a similar clarity of mind. When we pave the way forward with foresight and surety, it prompts everyone else to do the same. You've got to walk the walk and talk the talk. Just be real about it. Inspiring others to believe in the vision of your company is one of the most crucial skills any business owner, CEO, or senior leadership team can cultivate, because if no one else believes in what you're doing, you won't be doing it for very long. Make others feel like part of the team. If you want to inspire people to do their best work, make them feel part of the team. When everyone feels recognized and valued for their role, everyone else wins. I've always found publicly acknowledging the contributions of others motivates and inspires them to grow beyond their comfort zone and take chances to become even better at what they do. Be an active listener. Any leader, director, manager, supervisor, or team leader who doesn't listen properly to their team won't be able to inspire them. Talking less and listening more is a valuable skill that inspires mutual trust and understanding. Act with compassion. Compassion is a crucial trait and one that is sorely lacking in many work environments as far as I'm concerned. Even a small expression of kindness like a friendly note or a lunchtime chat can make somebody's day. Be that inspirational person that takes time to take care of other people. It works nine times out of ten, I tell ya. For many, Valentina's legacy looms just as large today as it did 59 years ago. What began as nationalistic and political propaganda by the Soviet Union in a race with the United States to conquer space ended with the bravery and courage of one woman who would inspire the hopes and dreams of a community of women from around the world. Since her flight in 1963, 75 women have flown in space, including cosmonauts, astronauts, payload specialists, and space station participants. I've included a link to the list of all these women on the podcast website. Each one of them deserves high praise for her bravery and commitment to inspiring young girls to reach for the stars. Here are just a few of the women first who were inspired by Valentina's iconic flight, which paved the way for an age in which a woman in space is no longer a surprising thing. Sally Ride the first American woman in space in 1983 aboard the Space Shuttle Challenger, almost 20 years exactly after Valentina's first flight. Mae Jemison, the first African-American woman in space aboard the Space Shuttle Endeavour in 1992. 
1993, Susan Helms became the first military woman in space and holds the world record for the longest spacewalk, eight hours, 56 minutes. She was also the first female crew member aboard the International Space Station and was proudly inducted into the Colorado Women's Hall of Fame in 2018. Also in 1993, Elena Choa became the first Hispanic American woman in space aboard the Space Shuttle Discovery. And in 1994, Chiaki Mukai became the first Asian woman and Japanese astronaut in space aboard the Space Shuttle Columbia. And just last year, Nora Almutrushi became the first Arab woman to become an astronaut. As more and more women venture into space, they ignite the dreams of countless young girls to follow their lead, just as Valentina once inspired them. Valentina Tereshkova is celebrated not only for her determination in the face of sexism and political ulterior motives, she played a critical part in building the road to a more inclusive era of space travel. As she was once quoted as saying, if women can be railroad workers in Russia, why can't they fly in space? Well, thanks to you, Valentina, we do fly in space. On June 24, 2013, American astronaut Karen Nyberg, the 50th woman in space, recorded a heartfelt message while aboard the International Space Station, honoring the 50th anniversary of Valentina Tereshkova's momentous spaceflight and expressed how Valentina's achievement inspired her and women around the world to believe there was nothing stopping them from achieving their dreams. It's definitely worth watching. I've posted a link to the video on Valentina's episode page. Also in 2013, on the eve of the 50th anniversary of her flight, Valentina declared, during an interview, her desire to partake in a trip to Mars should the opportunity arise. Just a few years ago, at the age of 83, de la cosmonaut at heart, she volunteered for a one-way ticket to the Red Planet. She continues to inspire us to discover the unknown wonders of the universe. Her message to all the young women who want to follow in her footsteps, work hard and you will get there. I am very jealous of you. No need to be jealous, Valentina. Your legacy lives on in each woman you have inspired to travel among the stars. So in honor of the first seagull to fly into outer space, reach out to the women who inspire you to soar to great heights. Then go out and become an inspiration to other young girls and women so they too can reach for infinity and beyond. Why I Love This Woman 150 Parachute Jumps 71 hours in space, 48 turns around the earth, and a four-mile fall to reach the surface. That's what the first woman ever to be launched into space endured during her journey to accomplish one of the most iconic flights in the history of space travel. And if that isn't remarkable enough, her legacy will include inspiring thousands of young girls and women of all ages to reach their dreams and advance women's roles in space exploration. Who knew falling to Earth would launch her to the heavens and blaze a trail to the stars for other women to follow? Valentina Tereshkova's journey to the cosmos galvanized a global community of women 
ready and willing to accept the risks, challenges, and scrutiny associated with putting women in space. And although it took 20 years after her initial flight for the next group of women to get their chance, Valentina will always be remembered as taking that first giant leap for womankind. For me personally, her story stands as a beacon of light for women searching for inspiration to achieve their dreams, as well as an invitation to become an inspiration to others. So let your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more. Valentina is the bright lighter who shows us the stars are never out of reach when we are inspired to do what it takes to reach them. To learn more about the life of Valentina Tereshkova and her incredible journey to become the first woman in space, Click on her episode portrait at www.theaquatainproject.com. There you'll find links to resources about Valentina and the other 75 women who have traveled to space so far, as well as ways to become an inspiration to others. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook, so we can continue the conversation about Valentina and all the fabulous and inspirational Aquatain Project women. Until next time, my bright lighters, become your best inspirational selves and inspire your sisters to do the same. Mm-hmm.